2: What is going on everybody? My name is Colour Lawler. Welcome back to another very special Hero or Zero episode here on the Heroes for Hire podcast. I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how is it going?
3: I am good. I would like to thank the listeners for sticking with us through these difficult weeks where we cover DC characters on the show. (laughs)
2: <laughs> so, oh <laughs> Oh, he got me again i heard i remember you saying very nice things about the suicide squad on monday though, sean
3: ah oh, well look uh, i just say uh, i was i blacked yeah. out I, I i have no memory of that whole thing all right. sorry
2: all right well sean what is hero zero
3: so you, this is the show where we take one comic book character every single week. We give you a bit of a rundown, some of their good points, some of their bad points, and just a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. You normally take DC characters, whereas I normally take Marvel characters. Uh, exactly. They are two separate comic book companies, both of equal, if not varying levels of quality. Uh, you,
2: oh. sorry, that that wasn't a slanderous comment, <laughs> strangely. Um, Look, I'm just
3: I like to mix it up in in between the episodes now. The yeah. week on week, the long-term story arc doesn't work for me. I'm if, trying to set up a universe immediately.
2: Well, you're I'm trying to make one of us the big bad for the season, but it just flip-flops. We're a bit of anti-heroes, flip-flops. aren't
3: we? We're we're a bit have we seen Venom lads? <laughs> <laughs> Look,
2: enjoy what you like. I like both. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so we're well, dropping
3: the pretense.
2: <laughs> so this week, Sean, I am going to be doing one of the characters from the Suicide Squad. That really ah. stood out to me. Um, now, one of our listeners, uh, a Ciaran, uh, he sent in on... Or Kieran, I should say. Kieran is the Irish version. Uh, but right. uh, he sent in on our Instagram, and he mentioned that he would like to hear something about Savant. And so I looked up Savant, and I was going to do a bit of research, because obviously Savant is a bit of a lesser-known character. I might not know him myself. And there wasn't a lot. I couldn't delve in. So then right. I thought not gonna leave it at that though let's pick a different suicide squad member that maybe caught my eye in the film and that is the man i have chosen who is the biggest person to catch your eye in the film that is king shark or the as you would otherwise known
3: interesting okay hmm. so king shark uh in the suicide squad um miles sp- not really spoiled but he's like the muscle he's he's not that smart. Basically, that's in all the trailers. We can say that. And my he
2: bird, bird and
3: hand—that's <laughs> his two things. Uh, and my main experience of King Shark has been through the Harley Quinn animated series, where he's played where he's, by
2: Ron Funches.
3: He's Ron Funches, and he's the IT guy. <laughs>
2: and I will admit that I did my whole report, and I have never seen the Harley Quinn show, which is mad. Because I just randomly was doing research for this report and I see like the best moments of season one or highlights of season one. And it was like a six minute video. And I just said I click on it to see what they have, what version of King Shark they have. And I just (laughs) laughed the whole way through. But then it ruined my report because it's the complete opposite to what he is in the comic books.
3: It's a completely different take on King Shark. I love it so much. I'm excited to hear the comic book backstory of him though.
2: I will say the comic book is probably more closely resembling the Suicide Squad.
3: Interesting. Okay. Mm. Well, that's good. That's good. A bit bit of a primer for everyone on
2: Nanawe. So, Nanawe. Height, 7 foot 2. Weight, 380 pounds. Or 172 kg. Same. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, his creator was Carol Kessel. And his first appearance was actually in a Superboy comic in October of 1994. Uh And so... King Shark was basically created uh, by the writer of the Superboy ongoing series as a villain for Superboy in the beginning, right? And right. so he was, he was designed as just a big muscle-bound character that Superboy could punch and wouldn't die.
3: Fair, yeah. It's just like, well, okay, we need a villain for the Superboy comic. I guess a big shark will do.
2: And it was left ambiguous whether King Shark's origins were actually, like, mythical or when he was just like some scientific mutation gone wrong nobody kind of knew and to be honest with you i'm going to go with the one that's a little more mythical for this this report cuz i just think it's weirder and also more interesting
3: i think i like that a bit more um like i like the, the that i like the killer croc thing as well he's a little mythical in some versions
2: yeah um, and so. and so you have born in hawaii Now, is a humanoid shark. His father is the king of all the sharks, otherwise known as the shark god. And his mother is actually a human. So he's a mixture of the two in like a weird Aquaman kind of flip. But his father's a shark.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it's like it's like it's like more, quote unquote, realistic Aquaman like he's he's literally half shark, half human.
2: <laughs> yeah, and he's he's the he's the child of a human native woman and the shark god of the Pacific, Ch- Chandraka. I'm, I'm pronoun- mispronouncing that. Thus, brandishing him a demigod of sorts, really. Really. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. But he's more demon, really than god. I would say. Um, and so what happens is King Shark. Uh, his his origin opens with this couple on the beach. And they're about to leap into the water. And it, what happens is there's a hooded figure there. And the hooded figure says to them, don't jump into the water. There's no, or there's a shark in there. And it's dangerous. And mm. the, the, the boyfriend or the husband, he looks at him and he says, um, there's no shark in there. Look, the water's clear. It's absolutely fine. And so the couple disobey and they jump into the water for a swim. Turns out the hooded figure was the Nawe who was just fucking with them, and he only kills people that disobey him. So he he says, stay out of the water, there's a shark. Right. And they jump in, and he's like, well, you disobeyed me. And the next shot is him leaping into the water and murdering the two of them.
3: So if they had left, he would have been fine with it.
2: Would would have left them. But they just disobeyed him, so he ate them.
3: It's like they don't care. They don't care about shark safety.
2: Yeah, and so... um, what happens is that King Shark is responsible for several missing persons for several years um, in Hawaii. And he's constantly doing this. That He's just killing all of these people. Um, right. And so he had viciously eaten all of these kidnapped peoples, uh, people. And um, there's an agent called Sam McCoy. And he turns up. And he's actually responsible for bringing King Shark in. And jail, getting him into jail. And they, mm. they tie him up. And he's like, it took, like, the whole team. So they say that it took a combination of heavy weaponry and sheer luck that the team was able to bring him in. And half of them were all slain in the the middle of the battle.
3: That's, I like that, that they're attributing, like, no, we got lucky. Like, Like, that's the only reason we did it.
2: So Sam McCoy is just a human. And his team of humans got him into jail somehow. And so they get him into jail and he's there for a few years. And finally, though, he's freed by um, a group called the Silicon Dragons, who are like a gang. Right. And so they release him. And the dragons are basically planning to hire King Shark because Superboy, who is a bit on the younger side, he'd come to Hawaii for spring break, Sean. Of and course So, he has. so of course they're he like, has. we need someone to fight Superboy and kill him so we can continue doing crime. Because while he's here, we the- can't do that. Yeah. Yeah, the half
3: god Shark Man.
2: Let's go release the most powerful being on the island who's in jail. And so they release King Shark. But Nanawe is not interested (laughs) in their stupid plan. And he kills his liberators before fleeing the prison.
3: Amazing. (laughs) So um, So he doesn't want to fight Superboy at all.
2: No, I just don't think he wants to work with anyone at this point. He doesn't really care.
3: Yeah, he Um, doesn't give a shit about anyone else.
2: And so, in the meantime, we see in his story that we we, we uh, see that he heads to his mother's ho- home, and she shelters him, and she actually looks after him. Um, and she, um, in the, one of the coolest but also most gruesome parts of this whole origin, she actually allows him to bite her arm off to feed because he hasn't what? fed on humans in so long. Jesus! And she's
0: cool yeah. with this.
2: She's she's his mother. She loves him.
0: <gasps>
3: yeah but not like at arm eating level surely
2: <laughs> you, look you do anything for your child Sean I wouldn't let my child eat my arm that's a bold call what if the child really loved eating arms ah well then
3: you may find a new hobby son <laughs> have you <Wow>. considered whittling <laughs>
2: have you ever considered blowing on this jar (laughs) 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 I didn't say stop Lisa (laughs) Um, so um, a lot of Simpsons references references this week Um, so uh, what happens then is King Shark he gets bored at home and so he goes to the beach and he's like I'm gonna steal a swimmer and just eat her so why not yeah this'll go
3: great for me King Shark
2: so what happens is Superboy's is on the beach at the time and unfortunately he interrupts and he intervenes just as King Shark is like about to chow down. Right, Superboy like the
3: Jaws theme is playing as he does yeah
2: Yeah, like full Jaws. <laughs> and the cello is out and he's playing it before <laughs> oh, he's about to okay. eat. Oh, um,
3: <laughs> Oh, it's <and> serious then.
2: <laughs> so Superboy uh, interrupts and he saves the woman and he brings her to shore. And this is when Agent Makoa shows up and basically, just tells Superboy, this is the this is where we find out the backstory that he's like right. letting Superboy in. Like we got him once; he's been released. This guy's a bad fucking dude. And so he takes one look at the woman, and uh, the woman's leg, and Superboy's like, "Oh, some a sharks after biting her." And he just looks. And he goes, "No, that's claws. That's not teeth. I know who exactly who this is. He's back out." Like, that's just not a regular shark. That's King Shark.
3: That Yeah, because that, uh, a shark would just leave tooth marks.
2: Yeah, and so what happens is he says, like, if this guy's back out, we need a whole team. And Superboy's like, I got. So Superboy goes into the water to try to fight King Shark, gets his ass handed to him because he's in the water and... King, king Shark, shark is, is like a shark, and he's the king of the sharks. <laughs> um, and so, uh, eventually, Superboy is like he gets the ass just had to do. He just gets the shit kicked out of him, and the only way he takes him down is he fires a point blank blast of heat vision straight at King Shark, and that's the only way he knocks him out underwater because otherwise he's Jesus. dead.
3: Yeah, yeah, like because he can't punch him at regular speed. He can't fly him like he can't use most of his skills so point blank laser beam to the chest
2: and like has told him that um, why he knows it's King Shark is that he was working on the case for years as he was just it was seen as a serial killer had been going around picking all these people off and Makoa eventually decided that or he figured out that it wasn't a human at all it was someone in the water just like there's something in the water (laughs) as they say but like let's not close the beach it's fine (laughs)
3: No, it's let people go. There's someone really friendly that advises people that there's a shark in the water.
2: Um, and so this was in like, uh, Superboy like issue 9 or 10, and then this is introduced to this villain. And what happens then is that a few issues later, Superboy and Makoa were actually assigned to the Suicide Squad to destroy the ah. Silicon Dragons. Um, right, so they get, Superboy they have,
3: and Makoa, they were teamed up.
2: Yeah, they were teamed up because they're like friends now.
3: Okay, they got over that right quick. That's amazing.
2: Well, no, Makoa Miko- is like the agent helping him.
3: Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair.
2: So, not Nanawa. So not it's Nanawa. Ma-
3: sorry, yeah, sorry. Forgive me. I'm so Miko- sorry.
2: Agent Makoa and Superboy get assigned to Suicide Squad, and their idea. And Amanda Waller's like, these silicon dragons, they're going around, and they're after letting King Shark out, first of all. But mostly <laughs> they're doing bad shit, and we need them stopped. Um and when they turn up to the meeting, which has all the team there, um, it's got knockout, sidearm, and Deadshot and Captain Boomerang. So Boomer's there with Deadshot. Um, Classic. And so they're there, and Superboy shows up at Agent McCoy. And Amanda Waller's like, "Look, this is where it comes in. Silicon Dragons Where's their base? Sean at the bottom of the sea. So we nice. need a member of this team." that's an expert in that area. Oh, (laughs) no. Oh, no. (laughs) So she wheels in a big box, a big, massive, fuck-off box, and she says, this is your new team member, and he's the king of the sea, and he's the one guy that's going to get us down there. And Superboy's like, no. It better be Jason Momoa. I love Game of Thrones, says Superboy. (laughs) Makoa just starts speaking in Game of Thrones language. No, it's not. It's... Uh, It is King Shark in the box And what happens is Amanda Waller is like We got him out And somebody's like why did you release him He's (laughs) killed so many people (laughs) But she's like He's pretty strong And he's pretty invulnerable So we're going to use him on this mission Yeah but like like, There's so many other people you could ask him to do this Not a lot of people can get to the very bottom of the sea though
3: Aquaman probably could I'm pretty Mm. sure he's on side.
2: Um, an explosive belt was strapped to his waist, set to detonate if anything happened to Agent Makoa, who's basically designed as the leader of the operation. So right. Agent Macoa is leading the team, and he's like, if you betray Makoa, you're dead, to King Shark. I,
3: I'd wager he could probably survive the explosive belt.
2: Interesting you say that, Shot. So um, <laughs> Nanawa was, when they go down, a crazed fighting machine, Shredding legions of the dragons. Eating Jesus. all of them. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah.
3: And he's, he's 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 pretty, like... like He can't be reasoned with, basically, can't he? And the, like he's, well, the
2: reason why Amanda Waller got him in is, like... He's like, I'm not doing it. And she says, well, if you stay in here, a lot of scientists are going to poke and prod you. Like, they're going to do experiments on you. Unless you want to come mm. with me, and you can f- swim free, but you're just... You'll have to do a mission or two. So yeah, it you you'll like,
3: be in the ocean again. So, that's, so that's, that's, that's
2: how she gets him out, to agree to go with them. Because otherwise he's just like a killer machine. So he's basically the muscle for the mission. That they go down and he just is going through these legions like they're nothing. Um, and after a long series of... Uh, sorry, when Sidearm betrayed the team uh, by trying to cut and run... Then Na'Way just casually murders him (laughs) by eating him. (laughs) So, after a long series of running battles, King Shark is eventually, um, was purposely knocked into the reactors of the underwater base by Knockout, who's also part of the team. So, Knockout is fighting King Shark, and she's like, eventually it gets to the point where she actually blows up his belt underwater because she's like i'm gonna kill you right here because like you're too evil you're after killing sidearm so yeah we're better off without you so she blows the resulting explosion just completely destroys the layer of the silicon valley the silicon dragons silicon valley silicon (laughs) dragons and leaving no trace of either knockout or king shark left so just destroys everything
3: right okay I somehow don't believe that King Shark is killed off right away in this story.
2: After a research team sent to investigate the lair's remains went missing, King Shark was initially suspected. Um, right. But then it was discovered that Black Manta had been responsible for killing the research team, so he's also in the water.
3: From the Aquaman film.
2: But King Shark turns up alive shortly thereafter, shot even though he was suspected to be dead. After that, um, okay. And he dukes it out with Superboy for a little bit, but he's driven back to sea eventually. But that will give you a testament. We kind of say during the Suicide Squad review, this guy is, like, invulnerable. How is he still alive? Um, I can answer that in his powers and abilities today.
3: Excellent. Excellent. I needed that. That's nice. Um, That's comic accurate.
2: (laughs) So he also was a member of the Legion of Superheroes. Um, to who were all assembled to assault Superman at once. Um, and he attacked Jimmy Olsen that time. But Super- what an unfair match. <laughs> always Jimmy. Jimmy always gets done. Um, and Superman quickly took him down, knocking out most of his teeth. Although apparently they grew back later, Sean. Um, Sharks have
3: many rows of teeth that fill in um, ones that they lose. Um, there you go. So,
2: and in this issue, he was actually quite chatty, whereas in a lot of his other issues, he was um, a lot, like, two lines of dialogue. Like, that was it, whereas in this yeah. one, he was very chatty. So that's kind of a different mood for his character. Um, and so one, one of the most interesting parts is that he has actually since reappeared in Aquaman, one year after Infinite Crisis, um, bearing a scar from a previous encounter. And he's less violent and more talkative than in previous appearances. Save from right. a gang of marauders by, a, by the young man. Um, he was brought to the mysterious Dweller in the Depths, who gave him the role. There's a new Aquaman, I should say. And this is Aquaman's right. son, who has taken over at this point. Um, this is before New 52. And what happens is, King Shark, after the Infinite Crisis, is actually an anti-hero. And... He is nice. given the role of assisting the new kid Aquaman in filling his role.
3: As, like, an advisor kind of a thing.
2: And as an advisor. He actually trains him up in different things of, like, using swords and stuff. That's really
3: interesting. Because
2: it's like um,
3: the character... What's the name of the character? He was... You brought he, you mentioned him in the Black Bolt. Or, or, him and Black Bolt are, like, friends. And Black Boat like took him under his wing. It was a character he did a couple of weeks ago. His name oh, no. escapes me.
2: Oh, uh, oh, you're thinking of Black Adam and you're thinking of Atom Smasher.
3: Yes, sorry, Atom Smasher. Yes, yes. it's like how Black Bolt, or Black Adam, fuck's sake, uh, like brought him under his wing and showed him the ropes as an anti-hero. But now you have Aquaman, the new Aquaman, who's traditionally a very heroic person, who might have some like darker elements to him.
2: And it's shown throughout the story that King Shark and the previous Aquaman have had hundreds of battles where they're like constantly fighting. And then yeah. he's training his son to be the new Aquaman.
3: That's insane. And like it's it's wild as well that like a character who was pretty much a serial killer the whole way through is now an yeah. anti-hero. <laughs>
2: because I, like, it's like he worked with the Suicide Squad. They started him off as like pure killer and then as the series progressed, they do, like, with all killers, where he has to interact with other people eventually. So they, yeah. like, tone him down and tone him down. And then he becomes cool. Because it's like, some badass who just can run through people at will. So then it's like, okay, well, he's a bit of an anti-hero. Let's make him a little more talkative.
3: Yeah. It's like the, uh, like, he had, like, the opposite chart to Jason Todd, who started out as good and now is an anti-hero. Where you have now yeah. King Shark, who was pure evil and is now not as evil.
2: Yeah, and I, I think um, he's the new Aquaman is Arthur Joseph Curry. Um, and right. he's seen as a friend and a mentor figure to the new Aquaman. Um, whereas previously he was a ba- massive enemy of Arthur Curry, the original. <laughs> um,
3: like underwater, big shark. Probably the villain in the story like
2: yeah and in recent years uh, gail simone who's a massive writer uh, in the last few years she has given him a bigger role in the secret six series um and so uh, he's been part of those teams as well so he's getting more and more shown because uh, originally at the start he was simply just a member of superboy's cast of villains but then Superboy's, yeah. seri- superboy's series came to an end and he just, and all of his rogues gallery kind of comes to an end as well, because you've made up all these rogues galleries, but then, like, what do we do with the rogues? I don't know, yeah, like, are they the just series over.
3: Or yeah, that's interesting. Is, is there a particular reason why he got more play, or did they just like writing the character, do you think? I think
2: they just liked writing the character, especially coming to the end of that, um, but he he's often portrayed as oblivious to any and all severity of any given situation. But he doesn't really care. So he just knows he's going to survive. So he just kind of, it, it's kind of along the lines of Nom Nom. Like, yeah. start, but he's smarter than that. But he just doesn't give a shit. Like, no matter what happens, he's going to yeah.
3: live. Yeah, that's it. It's the same principle. Both versions of King Shark know, I'll be fine throughout this. Like, I will, I will survive this.
2: Um, In the New 52, I don't have anything on that, but he was tortured and forced onto the Suicide Squad, so I think the idea is Amanda Waller tortures him until he joins the team in the New 52. Right.
3: That's fucked, because he presumably can't die.
2: (laughs) So, we get onto his powers and abilities, Sean. This is really where King Shark... I didn't realise what we were talking about here when it came to the movie, because I hadn't done my research. And Nanawe, the king of the sharks, um, is able to breed underwater, of course, as well as on mm-hmm. dry land. Um, and he is supposedly the son of a shark god. So, his powers and abilities. He's got superhuman strength, which makes sense. Nanawe yeah. possesses great superhuman strength. He can lift great amounts of weight, punch through steel or concrete, and trade punches with characters like Superboy and Aquaman. Furthermore, when King Shark enters a frenzy, he is nearly unstoppable under the trance of fresh blood, destroying anything in his way. He might be stronger than Aquaman, which would put him in the 100-ton category. Um Jeez. So if he smells blood, or if he tastes blood, he just goes into berserker mode.
0: Fuck.
3: So he's even more powerful than he regularly is, and he's already brokenly strong.
2: Well, he, funny enough, he's also nearly invulnerable. He is bulletproof, can withstand extreme cold, crushing pressures, and high levels of blunt trauma, such as hits from class 100 characters like Superboy, of course. He even once fell from a plane, through concrete, and survived. In the case that he is severely injured or loses his limbs, he can heal quite fast and even regrow, missing limbs. That's right, he's got a healing power
3: oh okay now it makes sense now the suicide squad makes sense
2: he can heal i didn't realize that he actually had um like wolverine level healing probably a bit slower but he can still heal he can do it like yeah he, he's not just out for the count and um, um, that's really good he's got of course underwater adaption he's in his element underwater so if you fight him underwater like you're dead immediately yeah um, but Aquaman's the only person that can probably survive in an underwater battle. Um, he's also at his most powerful when he's underwater, when he's so underwater. he's stronger in the water than he is out of the water.
3: And does he get weaker the longer he stays outside of it, or is it just? Um,
2: like- I think I think it is. Yeah, the, if he's very far away from water, he gets weaker. But like right. by weaker, I mean like he's not superhuman. He can still rip you in two.
3: Yeah, he can still rip a man in half.
2: Um, he also has powerful teeth and claws that can cut through concrete and steel alike. Um, in case he breaks some of them, he can just re- regrow the teeth anywhere, just like his limbs. So if they break, it doesn't matter. Yeah, he'll just get a new one. Um, he's got enhanced senses and sonar. So King Shark can see in the ocean floor. He also has some, an enhanced sense of smell and some sort of sonar. So that no matter where he is, anywhere in the world, he can tell where he is on the planet just by tasting the water there.
3: Jesus. That's that's a really nice touch that they gave him. They no didn't matter where he is, he can,
2: he can just taste the water and he knows exactly geographically where he is on the planet.
3: Because isn't that a thing with sharks? They can smell like a drop of blood in a million drops of water or something like that. So yeah, and so... He just has so that, like, is, amplified.
2: If you just take him and, like, blindfold him and just take him at a plate and just drop him in the ocean, he'll tell you to the exact location where he is.
3: And he'll be able to get back as well is the
2: thing. Yes, absolutely. Um, and then lastly, he's intelligent. King Shark is an intelligent as a, as a human... Although he seems far more animalistic, he can talk normally and also read. Um in the Sword of Atlanta story, it was revealed he was also very skilled in swordsmanship and melee combat, as he was training Arthur Joseph Curry in both of them. And um, the Second Aquaman, he was also very keen sense of humor, and one of his greatest fears is being vegetarian. Nice bit of
3: trivia at the end there.
2: <laughs> yeah, so he actually is more intelligent than you think, or is shown in the Suicide Squad film
3: yeah and like it's 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 kind of cool that he is that in the comics that that's not just something that like the harley quinn show like i get he's kind of above average intelligence in the harley quinn show but he's i like the intelligent king shark side of things but like he's this kind of quieter reserved but quite smart and quite like like he's not an idiot, is the main thing about it and
2: and I think it would be very easy to write him as an idiot, but people like say even Bain, like he's much more interesting as very intelligent, um yeah. I don't think King Shark is a genius by any means, but he's also not an idiot, so like he can he, he knows what he's doing, yeah, he's not just like a brawler, like but he can, if he does smell blood or taste blood, he will go Berserker and then just forget everything
3: that's his blind spot, yeah, that he's just like. Yeah, once that happens, he's pretty much just a ball of rage. But it's like, if Bane takes too much serum, he can become like that either.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, going on from the Suicide Squad, there is a bit of a difference in terms of comic books, but James Gunn, obviously, you have all the brawlers there, so it's good to just have a bit of comedy of the big muscle guy that we thought should have died, but if he's got regrown powers, then, I mean, he definitely shouldn't have.
3: Yeah, I was... I was thinking after our review, and I wish I had said it that uh, King Shark in the movie is very much like a mix of Drax and Groot, where it's like this this big tough dude, but also real like innocence and simple about him. Uh, like King Shark is like the perfect blend of that.
2: Yeah, and he's he's indestructible, really.
3: Yeah, which doesn't hurt when you're on the Suicide Squad.
2: <laughs> it's true. Also, the bomb that Amanda Waller used to try and like persuade him. Clearly didn't work, because he survived.
3: Yeah, he's like, he, he, the belt of bombs didn't matter to him. It was
2: big enough to blow up the lair underwater, but wasn't big enough to kill him.
3: So can, does he, like, presumably he ages, like, that he like I don't think it matters. Yeah, true, he's probably not going to die of old age.
2: No, he's, he's a demigod. Yeah, I keep forgetting his
3: dad is a god.
2: <laughs> so, Sean, that is my report on King Shark.
3: That's a really good... I did not know anything like of the comic book version of that character. So it's really cool to hear where he came from. Um, yeah. And excited to see more. Um, would you like me to take us out, Connor? Yes, please. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Hero or Zero. We will be back on Monday with Movie Mondays, Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, and next Friday with another episode of Hero or Zero. Um, big thanks to everyone who supports us over on Patreon patreon.com slash podcasts if you want to support us over there there is also a merch store all of our social medias are linked below and look the most important thing you can ever do to help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist
2: just a one please
3: and I think that's about it Connor.
2: I think so so I have been Connor Lawler
3: I have been Sean Neal.
2: and we shall see you next week guys bye